Welcome back to the Design Studio Podcast. Today's episode is about a word I just had to Google. Consumption. Consumption. The act of consuming something. Great. And to consume is... To buy. To use. To eat. Fantastic. But it can also mean... To completely occupy the thoughts or attention of... Creepy. For the London Design Festival this year, we hosted an event all around the topic of consumption what it means for today and what it's going to mean in the future. And we know it's kind of funny for a branding agency to tackle a topic like consumption, seeing as our job is to design brands that engage with people and influence them in specific ways. So here's James Hurst, our principal director on why we chose this topic. There are certain industries that do a great job of taking moments to reflect and moments to question what it is that they do. I don't think we have like a really good equivalent in design still. So I think that the reason we wanted to do something, London Design Festival in particular, was so that we could force ourselves to take a step back and to question what it is that we do and why we do it. We invited three super interesting people that we knew a little, but wanted to learn more about to be on our panel. We're gonna to cross to audio recorded from the event, so bear with us if things sound a little dodgy. Our first panelist is Martin. Hi guys, uh, Martin. I'm um, a partner in a venture capital firm called Index Ventures. Index Ventures invests in early stage tech companies in Europe and in the US. He works specifically with consumer companies like Deliveroo, Drivey, Revolut, SwiftKey, and Trainline. Our next panelist is JP. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm JP. I'm founder of All Plants. All Plants are a food subscription service delivering plant-based meals all across London. Finally, we have Simon. I'm Simon. I founded Depop. Depop is an online marketplace inspiring people to become entrepreneurs. We were interested to hear how this diverse panel were going to approach a topic like consumption, but knowing how broad this subject could be, we ran a workshop in the studio before the event to narrow down exactly what we wanted to talk about. Here's our creative director, Campbell Butler, explaining the three main topics that we decided to present to our panel. Together, we constructed um, a whole bunch of ideas around three key topics. Those three topics were virtual consumption, radical acts, and deferred consumption. So we can keep track of when we're talking about these three topics in this podcast. I'm going to assign each one a little bit of music. Okay, so we have virtual consumption. Radical acts. And deferred consumption. So what's virtual consumption all about? Virtual consumption was all around what's going to happen in an augmented reality slash virtual reality world. What are the opportunities to make stuff, create stuff, and sell stuff in that environment? Okay, now over to our speakers. Marta, the companies that you're talking to today, and the world that you see, and the way that you see it, what are your thoughts? Is there a direction of travel? Is ownership dead or not? question it's about convenience so i think in any area where where owning is inconvenient people won't do it i think 
owning is going to be a hobby. You, know, that you, you, you will own things you enjoy owning because of their physicality. So art, probably, it's really nice to have it on your iPhone, but it's even nicer to have it on your wall. Uh, the truth of the matter is that I think the more, like, we are going, the most successful product will be the most convenient product. Not owning, meaning you know, not having to insure, not having to protect, not having to maintain, is very convenient. So I think because of that, yeah, I think that's where the world is going. Here's Simon from Depop on virtual consumption. It's, it's curious. I had an idea once about making Depop virtual also in, in, in the fact that you didn't buy your stuff for real. So we filled in the database <laughs> with items, no? and we reproduced the real um, production numbers of those items into Depop, or a future version of Depop. And people could just buy them virtually. We give you like a virtually a million dollars, and you start the game and you buy anything. Alrighty, topic number two, radical acts. Enlighten us, Campbell. Uh, then in radical acts, um, again, we got um, lots of fantastic input from the people that came in. Um, and radical acts was, like James was saying, a little bit of, uh, it felt like an anti-consumption sentiment. In fact, it was almost like, with so much consumption going on in the world, um, what are people doing now to almost push back from that? So here's what the panel had to say. Looking at this board, I would say that we're certainly not a virtual product because we make delicious food that you can eat and enjoy at home. Uh, we're not really deferred, although because we fresh freeze everything, you can enjoy it on your own time. So it's kind of deferred. And it's definitely a radical act because everything we make is made purely of plant power. So it's good for you and it's good for the planet. I thought it was interesting, JP, that you immediately gravitated towards radical act. There are other ways that people can behave or that businesses can behave to better serve people uh, that would be a radical redefinition of consumption. So it, this is very open to interpretation, but the way that I think about um, consumption from a radical perspective um, is that we as consumers all have the power to choose. And that's a real privilege. That's why I really appreciate the fact that we live in an open, democratic and capitalist society. There's so many things I hate about it and that are broken, but we get to choose every day what we're going to do. Um, and by our choices, we choose what industries we are actually investing in. We, we're, we're literally investing in certain industries to support them, for them to continue to exist. Um, and you know, for me, the, what kind of cast my mind to thinking like this was when I realized for my own reasons, I won't go into them now, that I just didn't want to support the animal agriculture industry anymore. Uh, I was like, man, it sucks really badly, and who am I? Like, I'm just one actor, I've got no agency, what am I going to do? But then you realize, actually, no, I get to make an action three times a day. I don't have to go out on the streets of the placard, but by choosing myself to do something differently, I am radically uh, protesting against one thing and to try to create change in another thing.
So here we are at our final topic for the evening, deferred consumption. Then we looked at deferred consumption. And this one was a tricky one because I think it was a little bit confusing, but it was kind of like the idea that, you know how all of the things like record players, Polaroids, these things have kind of come back into vogue. Um, and also things like fashion kind of repeats itself. Um, we were thinking about why that is the case and, and, and what that is. And, you know, we had this idea that actually the things that you explore and you enjoy when you were younger, actually you re might revisit those things when you're older, when you have enough money, when you've got uh, the freedom to do so or when new opportunities arise. And so we started thinking about new business ideas along those lines. And certainly people like Facebook or or Google who collect all of this information from when we were children now um, are in a really fantastic position to almost design products and services that those people might access in the future. Okay, so over to James. Deferred consumption, uh, is, it, is it a thing or are we just, is it just bullshit? <laughs> I think one of, I mean, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud here, but I think one of the reasons maybe that time is a very good, is the best selector of what's good and what's not. Very simple rule, the longer something has survived, the most likely it is to survive. Recently I saved some money and I bought an expensive watch from a famous brand, which uh, I always dreamt since I was a, a teenager. And I actually bought it and it's now under my cushion. I, I haven't been using it for two months. <laughs> so I'm asking myself, is this actually useful? consumption chat. How do we feel? Full? <laughs> Almost everyone I spoke to um, had like rave reviews and loved it, apart from yeah. my wife. Um, what did she say? She said she just, she found it bleak. She was like, uh, God, the future is not, she was like, I'm not sure I want, if this is where the future's going, I'm not in. Like, I'm gonna like disappear into an island in Scotland and like cut myself off. Uh, radical act. Yeah. That's radical act. Well, yeah. So that would be that would be a radical act. But it's quite interesting. But it's a isn't split it? society. No, I think, and that's, I, I mean, I've talked about this. That that's another topic, actually, is um, this idea of technology and whether you actively engage with technology or whether you um, want to step away from it. Um, and I think it's something, particularly when you start having kids and things like these guys are definitely in my own life thinking about how much do I want my daughter Penny to be actively involved in technology? Do I want it to be something she finds about herself or is it something that I encourage her to do knowing full well that it's going to be this intense part of society in the future. More and more people are going to be using technology every day. Big thanks to the London Design Festival, all the guys at Hyper Island, our speakers, Martin from Index Ventures, Jonathan from All Plants, and Simon from Depop, Dervla, our marketing manager who organized the entire event, 
James Richardson, our intern who helped with this crazy edit, Tap Tapio for our theme music and everyone who came along to the event. Bye!